Scheiße. Wer What's up, Black Swamp Dynasty? As usual, it's your host, Tay Bands, and uh, this week we got Rob. What's up, everybody? Filling in once again for JJ. Not sure what JJ's got going on this week, but he could not make it. So, you know, we almost were on a pretty tight, regular rotation, and then I think he got two weeks in a row. JJ is taking the week off because he ruined my chances at making the playoffs. Is that what it was? By yeah, by losing to DJ. Oh, is that yeah, you're right. That yeah. was the final nail in the coffin. You would have had to win out. I would have had to win out and DJ would have had to lose out. Right. But. Which actually we'll get into that. Uh some interesting stats about that division in general coming up. Um but yeah, so let me just see this real quick. Today we're going to go over last week's matchups. I'm going to give my Poo Poo Team Owner of the Week award, maybe. Uh, we got a couple of trade grades as well. Actually, we don't. I'm reading over a script. <laughs> I haven't used a script since before the trade deadline and uh, because I've just been doing it off the top. And uh, yeah, that's where that got me. So uh, no trades, sorry. Um, but I am excited for the last episode because we can go over some trades and reviews for the season and see how things panned out. Um, and then we're going to wrap up the show with next week's matchups, matchup of the week, so on and so forth. Um, so yeah, let's get right into it. We'll go last week's matchups. Um, we had a couple obvious ones that were pretty big. Uh, we had, uh, me, Taze while into a ship versus, uh, Toledo tanks. It's Tony. Um, I mean, I didn't feel good going into this. I knew there was a good chance I'd probably lose. Tony's on fire right now. My team is hit or miss. I mean, I, obviously, I'm 10 and 2, so I can't say that like in like the sense of like I'm just dropping the ball. But when I look at the matchup we'll get to later with my, what happened with Mike and Josh, that's what I mean. It's not consistent. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Tua's game is exactly kind of the reason, not the reason, but a good example of why I'm looking to possibly change quarterback scoring next year. I know I'd mentioned it last off season to give everybody a heads up. Uh, you know, I do that just because I want to give people a season's notice uh, when it comes to changes like that. It would, again, I'm still experimenting. Actually, me and my dad have a test league where all we do is we're just adjusting scoring just to see how it affects all the quarterbacks so far. I don't want to penalize running quarterbacks. That's not what I'm looking to do. I'm not looking to hurt teams with running quarterbacks. Your quarterbacks that are runners will have the same stats as usual. Nothing's getting touched. I'm just looking to do slight adjustments to increase pocket passers because Marcus Mariota is the number eight fantasy quarterback, and that is just that's just ridiculous. Well, and the fact that Tua almost had a 300-yard game and got 15 points. Yeah, 15 points. Like, that's ridiculous. I've been in some leagues where they do, like, a bonus if you get over 100, and then if you get over 200, it's, like, a stacking bonus. So, right now, I've experimented with just, like, bumping up from four passing touchdowns to six, which that makes the most sense because that's what every other position's touchdowns are. Um, I've seen some leagues do a negative six points for interceptions because passing or rushing quarterbacks tend to be a little bit more inefficient. The one that's piqued my interest the most, and I'm still experimenting with it, so I have no update or I can't really give you guys any feeling one way or another towards is um, 
a big suggestion people online typically do is for every single pass attempt, it's I'm trying to remember the right number. It was something like uh, for every attempt, it's a point two eight points, and then every uh, complete or it's negative point two eight points. Every attempt's a negative point two eight, but every completion's positive point three four. So it's just slight variance that pocket quarterbacks typically tend to be, uh, you know, the 65 to 70 percent passing completion percentage. You know, you hope for that, at least 70 being on the high end. Um, But if you stay around that, then it it gives you that slight bump. Again, I don't know. The only thing I can say so far is most people that do this in their leagues, uh, which I thought would this is actually more common than I realized upon doing my research is they do the six passing touchdowns um, and then uh, negative four interceptions. Um, That seems to be the sweet spot, but uh, I have a whole bunch of research I've been doing this week on it. And then I still have my, my research and screenshots from Reddit and threads saved from the off season. So don't worry. I'm going to make sure this is thorough. I'm not looking to do anything crazy. Um, It's just a slightly bump. uh, Some of the pocket guys and move players like, like honestly, in this one with the the six touchdowns and four interception, negative four interceptions, the top twelve is almost the same. Lamar Jackson's even still in the top seven. Yeah, like Josh Allen, all those guys. It's are still, not really punishing. It's not punishing them. The only thing is, really, the biggest one was Tua moved up, and uh, Mariota fell out of the top twelve, which a hundred percent should be honest. Honestly, yeah, yeah. If we're trying to mimic real football, real football, I'm trying to to the closest. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to give everybody a year heads up because I felt like, oh, I got Burrow and Tua. I don't want people to think like, oh, you're only doing this because you have these quarterbacks. And all, quite all honesty, like this should be the standard, I think, with the way the NFL is moving with quarterbacks, just to balance it out anyway. Yeah, and I, I mean, with me and with me with Herbert and uh, Elliot. <laughs> Matt Stafford, I feel like uh, I also agree that that's <laughs> <laughs> Look, anything could happen. I could do some, I could get through all this and then see the final numbers. And if, you know, enough people complain, whatever. This isn't, this is just to make things a little bit more I think even it just in makes, general. Yeah, I think it makes it so you're not like, oh, I need Justin Fields or Bust or. Right, you like. Know. Exactly. And this isn't still hurting Justin Fields. I mean, no. maybe. I guess I have to look at his passing. It just makes him a little more even with. Right. So we'll see. I mean, if everybody throws a fit, that's fine. I'm not. I'm not fucking. Like, I mean, you know me. Everything I do. Conspiracy be, theory. It could be just so you're trying to get rid of Justin Fields. <laughs> <laughs> no, I announced this way back in I think February, before Justin maybe. Fields hate started. Yeah. Well. I, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, it's just something I'm looking into. Um, I just feel like I do these things a year out because I don't want things to affect the immediate season. Because as a commissioner. I don't want people to look like I'm tampering with things or, or swaying things because I, I don't care that much. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I really don't. I do this for fun. I, I I don't even do it for the money. That's why I ship my 2024 picks, because if you do the math, I ship next year's already and the year ahead. Even if I win it all, I think I can net gain like a hundred bucks, maybe. Yeah. I just do it for the fun and just for the, just the, you know, the bragging rights of talking shit. So at the end of the day, like we'll figure this shit out together. But anyways, I got my ass whooped by Tony by 30. Uh, I guess it was like 20. Um, Kyler Murray put up 25. Pollard did nothing. Uh, Henry had a low week. Tua had a low week. Um, sorry, my dog decided not to eat all day, but the minute I started talking <laughs> into a microphone, she decided she was hungry. 
Yeah, you had a lot of your guys had uh, down to earth games. Waddle eleven, Mark, Mark Andrews nine. I mean, even Ayuk, who's been putting up, I think he's a top twenty receiver on the year, nine points. So Derrick Henry with thirteen points, which is weirdly a uh, bad week for Derrick Henry. Is all look. Tony is the second lowest scored against team in the league right now. Not to say he's not. I mean, he's still in the top. I think four yeah. highest scoring too. So nothing to get like. Not saying he. Not saying anything, but Luck's been on his side on top of talent. Yeah. There's nothing stopping him. There's nothing going against him is my point. It's funny. When you look at the streaks, he lost like his first two games and then has been like... I think it was two out of four. Yeah, he lost like two out of four and then he's been on an eight game. Terry. Yeah. Good for him. I mean, he's a great opponent. I love having him in my division. It just makes it fun having like somebody that I know is going to be coming at me. Last year, I remember he got he he snuck into the top of the division the last couple of weeks, and uh, he tried this week. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, next, we have Reggie's comeback season versus uh, Nick's uh, Sir Lanceless uh, Hunters, yeah. which he doesn't have that either. So, Sir Lanceless, no Hunters either. Um, <laughs> Reggie won. Congrats to Reggie. That was the poo-poo bowls of all poo-poo bowls, in my opinion. <laughs> we'll probably see this rematch, to be honest with you, here in a few weeks at the, the real toilet bowl. Um, just for that, because there's no other obvious, I feel bad for Nick. He's been getting it a lot this season. I'm going to have to give him the poo-poo player of the week because you lost the poo-poo bowl. It only makes sense. Um, is it weird that I'm actually kind of excited to see if these teams play the toilet bowl? Who wins that one? And who loses? Like, wins and loses? It is fascinating because, like, they both have guys that, like, kind of can go off. Like, But now that Reggie has Traylon Burks. And uh, Zay Jones is now showing up. It was funny. Zay Jones was solid early season. Like, if you go to, like, his first couple weeks, seven, eight, I guess, I guess he's been consistent all year with that. So never mind. But still, that's strange. 27-year-old Zay Jones is a 40, 34 uh, receiver in PPR. Um, but yeah, not much more to say on this matchup. Doesn't mean nothing. But good job for Reggie hitting two and ten. Um, better than last year. Um, so I guess you could say he improved. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> it, it was his comeback season. Now next year it was his comeback season. Holy <laughs> shit! You never. You know, I guess he never said what his goal. Yeah, was. Yeah, what his goal was. He just <laughs> he said he's gonna be better. He was better. Um, then we have you, Walker Seattle Ranger, which I, you didn't hear it on last week's podcast, but me and JJ both agree, hands down, best team name. Keep this one. This is the best of the league. Um, versus Miles Garrett Hairnet. This was a waxing. Um, I thought about giving you Poo Poo Player of the Week just because you decided to put up 122 against a team that didn't <laughs> even need it. Um, but I know, of course, my team shows up like the week that it doesn't I'm matter. getting knocked out of the playoffs and... Uh, they show up late, but like at least they showed up finally. <laughs> Miles Sanders puts up his biggest, second biggest <laughs> points of the year. You know what's funny? The only reason I didn't give you Poo Poo Player is because I looked at your last. Wait, did you go on a five game lose streak? Yeah. So I went back all the last five weeks, and it, did you know if you put up 122 all of those weeks, you still would have lost all of those weeks? Right, That's so. how bad you got your ass kicked every single every one of those games win. that not one of those games, 122 points would have given you a win. Which I do think it all fair assessment of my team, 120 is like what I can reach, I think. I know that's, that's good, though. I, I mean, mean that's a good, good bottom of, like, yeah. to be completely honest with you, 
I still think if I'm being completely honest and no offense to DJ, I don't know if you listen to this, but to me, I think if we did like a points against the median league, like my dad's, I think you would have had that playoff spot instead, instead of, of DJ. Instead of DJ. I can see that because DJ has some real lows. He'll hit some like 60. And then, well, I guess you do too. You yeah. guys, you guys are we're interesting. We're both like, we're both very hot or cold teams. But I feel um, like you have more depth, which I think in the long run is going to benefit you going into next season. And uh, I know JJ feels the same way on that. Um, not much to say here. Your team went off. Alex didn't. I mean, I'm looking at his team. There's not much to talk about. Peoples Jones has been pretty consistent for him, and he's he got two points. Lazard's been awful lately, and I I would I think with Watson and Cobb coming back, I think you're gonna start seeing Lazard just kind of fade, fade away because he's terrible at route running. He's getting bullied into the sidelines on half of his routes. He's just, he looks terrible to be honest with you. Um, so we'll see what uh, I'm I'm curious to see what both of these teams do in the off season. Uh, well, moving forward here, we have my dad, Dactical Nukes versus Kevin's bye week. Again, not much to really say here. This was a pretty obvious game. I think no offense in your division. I haven't covered my dad a whole lot lately because there's not really much to talk about. His matches have been pretty easy the last few weeks, and they're going to be easy the next two weeks. Are you sure Kevin should have gotten the poo-poo player of the week? Oh, you know what? He didn't start a running back. He did not start a running back, which he didn't really. I mean, none of his his running backs are all trash. So yeah, he fucked up. He texted me trying to get me to sub in a player, but I wasn't gonna I do that. I don't think it would have helped him at all. That I mean, that's kind of why I'm like poo poo player or not. I don't know if it really matters. I think <laughs> Maxi would have been able to put in his two points. Two points. So whatever. I'll give you some fart noises. We'll add that in. <laughs> um. Yeah, and Kevin's another team. I'm curious to see what he does next year. We'll have Cooper Cup. We'll have um, we'll have um, Jamar Chase full strength, unless the Bengals run him to the ground. Uh, we'll see. Not really sure what they're doing there. But um, next we have DJ's Boner Jams versus uh, Titanic Swim Team. Uh, D- congrats to JJ breaking 100 points with ETN not even really doing anything. That's a good sign of health for a team that's going into the off season with some. Uh, Question marks. DJ putting up 130 again. DJ, you know, this is without Derrick Henry. DJ's been putting up points. It is crazy because if he would have Derrick Henry, he'd be hitting 140, 150, like I think back-to-back weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Which, looking at it, you know, if you adjust the uh, quarterback scoring, I feel like Josh Allen's going to be, like, broken. <laughs> oh, even better? Yeah. yeah he like will be, be better. Josh better. Allen will be even better because he's a perfect blend. Um, I will say he's been throwing a lot of picks, so I ha- I don't have it right in front of me. What I'll do is I'll compile everything at the end of the season when I do my off-season episode or whatever we do post-bowl. Um, remind me, if you would, to yeah. go and then get my results and what I'm thinking for scoring, and then we'll compare the top 12 quarterbacks now uh, and have PPR standard scoring versus what I'm looking to kind of move it to. Um just, it's, just so people can get an understanding of what I'm doing. Honestly, if DJ's team performs like this, he has a shot at making a run. Dude, and it, about you, his only weakness is tight end. I mean, like you say that, but Dalton Schultz put up 18 and Juan Johnson's a top. I mean, he's put up 12, 12, 11. True, yeah, they just had a bad week. Two, this week. 18. Yeah, I mean, he could have had Derrick Henry. I guess like seeing what his team's doing now, it's like if you would have Derrick Henry, it would be crazy. But I again, I'm not like. It's easy hindsight 2020. I'm happy, obviously, because I got yeah. Henry. 
I really still don't blame him because I think because again I don't think he, he has the depth or the ability to, to make, make it all the way like all the way especially if you guys putting up like one four, like Mike putting up one fifty like every week and people like the first people like draft picks in this league so I mean he could flip my pick and uh, make some splashes uh, in the offseason. draft picks are just full of hope and. They're fun. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always fun to have some draft picks. I have my own opinion on it. I did the whole rebuild for draft picks two years ago, and I don't think it was worth it personally. I see Kevin's doing that now. I think, congrats, you might get one running back that maybe won't get hurt or will get hurt in two years. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm off that train. I, I like. I traded for Pollard. You know, I, yeah. I traded for Gibson. Those are those to me is the route to go rather than trying. But everybody has their own way, and realistically, maybe I just had bad luck. Uh, ironically, my best player in that draft when I did all that tanking and I had those five, six first round picks, mm-hmm. whatever it was, was Waddle. And that was my last first round pick. So, <laughs> but anyways, moving forward here, uh, Team Mike versus Josh. What a fucking game. That was a game. What a game. And it's so crazy because it was over. It wasn't even close. Josh was spanking Mike by a fucking like 40 points going into the fourth quarter of that game. Or, or maybe it was halftime. But I remember I stopped looking. And it's funny because Mike even said I stopped looking. And I look at the thing and I'm like, holy shit. Josh Jacobs put up 45 points. Beat Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs beat Josh Jacobs by one point. Not even. It was fucking four plus. What is that? It's it's eight points. Eight, eight, no, 0.08 eight, of yeah. a point. That's crazy. Yeah, and uh, Mike, I guess you're welcome. Seahawks decided not to play run defense that entire freaking Holy game. Holy shit, what happened to the Seahawks defense? <laughs> Jesus. I don't know. They were like so hot and cold this season. And then that like last play, I was watching. I was like, okay, overtime. We can make this. And then it wasn't even like that. Like they were just trying to get like five yards, you know what I mean? That mm-hmm. was like the kind of run they called, and then he just took it all the way. And it's crazy because he had bad a bad uh, calf by then. I'm sure it was just cramping or something. I'm not sure. I haven't kept up on the updates. But what a game! I mean, this you can't ask for a better division. I mean, this is fucking. This is the cream of the crop. This could easily, and to be quite honest, be potential uh championship matchup depending on they're right now if this if playoffs started now they would be on opposite ends of the uh of the bracket so oh my be, god the fart noises are back <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry what did you say i was gonna say <laughs> if the playoffs started this week uh they would be on opposite ends of the bracket so this could be the championship let me check on that because I noticed uh, Sleeper decided I don't know what happened. I actually talked to my dad about this, but they changed my playoff seating rules. Oh, really? I caught it, so it's fine, and it's back to what it always has been. But um, let me make sure this is right here because I just realized I was looking at the wrong seating this whole year. Let me just double check. I was fixing it. Yeah, so that's not right. So let me fix this real quick. It should be always highest seed plays the lowest seed. Sleeper has their own seeding where teams stay on their initial side of the bracket, which is stupid. It is stupid. Um, so let me see if that changed it here. I thought I did that already. So, yeah, I mean, there's still – it still could happen. But obviously it depends who wins and who loses. Right yeah. now it's got me going to the bye, Josh going to the bye, Tony versus Mike, DJ versus uh, Andy. Um Obviously, any other stuff can change here. But, yeah. So yeah, I think you versus – well, we'll see if Mike gets through Tony, but you versus Mike would be a, is going to be a good game. 
Yeah, we'll see. Um, Tony knocked me out of the playoffs last year. Let me just remind everybody. And uh, if, if I wouldn't have lost that game, I would have beat every other playoff team moving after that. Every single game, I was my team went crazy. And I would have won it all. Fuck you, Tony. Anyways, uh, congrats to Mike, though. He's had a fucking hard season when you don't have the against the mean. I mean, this is a guy that would probably be in first place of the whole league if we had a points against the mean. Oh, yeah. He was, he's had some of the worst luck I've ever seen. But that's my argument against points against the mean because this shit's memorable. This shit's fun. If we did that, Alec would have never went on that tear a couple years ago and made it. So that's why I, I kind of like having that still that little bit of luck. We got rid of defenses and kickers to get rid of that other bullshit look. I feel like this is a good blend of both. Mike's still going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that was a whole other conversation for another time um, for that rule. Uh, I'll probably never bring it here. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, good job. Josh, you're going to get a, a fucking rapey McRaperson next week. So you'll have him. Um, yeah, I mean, it's cool to see P. Ryan ball out in absence of mixing 28 points last week, eight, 17 points this week. Uh, is mixing on his rookie deal still? Or is, did they sign him to a two year? Uh, that is a good question. Cause I feel like his, he, he's older than that. So I feel like his contract, he had to have gotten extended, right? He signed a four year, $48 million contract with a $10 million signing bonus, 10 million guaranteed. Uh, and, yeah, so he signed on through 2024, so he ain't going nowhere. I was just thinking it was P. Ryan. I mean, they might not yeah. need Mixon, honestly. He looked great. Um, okay, yeah, so that's about it. We'll keep this going here. I'll read these little fun little fantasy pro bullshit I've been reading. Uh, well, where are we at time-wise? Because I know we've been talking. 22 minutes. Okay. So, yeah, so um, Mike uh, led the league this week with an impressive 149. Um, Josh... Lost to Mike by a razor thread of 0.08 points. Uh, it says, keep an eye on those stat corrections. So it didn't matter. Um, Josh would have beat anybody else this week but Mike. That's how it goes. Bottom of the pile. Wasn't the finest week for Miles Garrett Hairnet, who was left in the dust with 57 points. Bragging rights goes to Rob. He blew up Miles Garrett Hairnet by 65 points. Uh, lucky break goes to Reggie. Comeback season finished 3-8 and eight in all play this week, but still came away with the win. Um... And Sharpshooter also goes to Reggie. A perfect 100% accuracy soar but, uh, uh, with a start to sit. But I'll argue he started the only player that he could even start. So yeah. I think he should. He really should be batting 100. But that's actually still going to my dad for the season to date. So, cool. Uh, I wanted to get into this a little bit. Uh, just talk about playoff picture, what to expect. Remind everybody of the rules, the seating, and what we're looking at. And um, the walleye division, but also just with the bracketing in general. So just follow me here for a second. I'm going to go through. I'm reading them straight out of the rule book, and then we're going to tie that into everything here. Uh, playoff picture, division leader, playoff staying. So this is for division leaders, not wild card positions. So this is just for the people that are we're looking at. The top three seeds are always your division winners. Number one goes to. So number one and number two best division winners are going to get the bye. So division leader playoff standings will be sorted first by winning percentage. If needed, and this is the rule a lot of people don't realize my league has, because not a lot of leagues do this. I did this to make the division matchups a little bit more juicy, make it a little bit more, um, get some rivalries going here. Um, if outside of the winning percentage, 
The tiebreaker is division winning percentage, then total points, and then coin flip. A lot of people don't do the division, and it goes to uh, total points. I wanted to add a little bit to feel the fire of like how important these division games are. So again, winning percentage, then divisional winning percentage, then total points, and then uh, coin flip. Um, Sorry, that was my dad talking once again about Andor in our league chat and sending off <laughs> notifications. I'm going to not watch this show, I, th- I think, at this point. Um, just kidding. Um, I was going to say, Andy, I'm going to look through Andy's team and see if he has a pun on Andor. See if he should. It should be his name, Andy, Andor. Um, so, yeah, once again, division leader playoff standings, winning percentage, divisional winning percentage, total points. Divisional winners will then be ranked for the playoff bracket one through three. First by winning percentage if needed, total points, and then uh, division winning percentage. Um, so same thing pretty much, one through three. Um, so as of right now, Taylor, me, I have the first seed in a first round bye. I know Tony and me are both 10-2 and two with the same exact divisional record. I have more points on the season by 70 on Tony. So if Tony wants to take over, he's going to have to break ahead of me in the next two weeks in total points scored, assuming he keeps the divisional record the same. Um, Andy comfortably has a division unlocked. There's nothing to talk about there. Now, this is the interesting thing. Josh currently has the walleye division unlocked. He's only one game ahead of Mike and DJ. Josh's division record is three and one, and he has sixteen hundred total points. Mike is two and two, and has sixteen forty four. DJ is three and one, and has twelve seventy three. Remember, division records only matter for division winner. Wild card teams are not affected. So, because of this, technically, DJ is ahead of Mike and next in line for division first place. If Josh somehow loses a hold of that spot, um. Mike swooping in and beating Josh by one point last week was a massive, huge, massive win for Mike. I don't even think he realized it. He would have fallen to one and three in the division. That's two games below DJ and pretty much no chance of winning division. He needs DJ to upset Josh this week. If DJ beats Josh this week, DJ's tied for first net division. The tiebreak would still go to Josh for points on the season, and it's not even close, so there's no chance DJ can beat that. But my point is, is... You never know what could happen if if JJ somehow upsets Josh. Then and DJ, there, I'm just yeah, saying, there's, there's a world. There's which, a world where DJ ends up being the fucking top three seed, which is crazy. That is crazy. Just because of division and just Mike Lane duds a couple times. Um, that's not gonna probably happen. But just Mike beating Josh was huge this week, just to keep Mike in that running because Mike could still arguably still all he has to do is tie Josh in division, and so. Mike needs to pray to the football gods that DJ upsets and beats uh, Josh and that Mike gets a win because then just because of how it all falls, Mike would be in uh, first place. Yeah. Uh, he, he It's funny because right now he's below DJ and Josh, but if Josh wins and Mike wins, then all of a sudden he's first place in that division. Uh, I know that's weird, but that's just how it goes. So the wild card spots are the best three teams of the remaining nine. Uh, they will be sorted by just winning percentage and total points. It's simple. And then uh, if that ties, then it's points against. As I say, which is pretty much. Uh, I was looking at it for myself. It is pretty much set at this point. 
Yeah, you, you're, you're, you're completely, completely out of playoffs. Right you're three games out. From... And I was the only one that was close. Yeah, no, I don't think so, it's not even possible. Yeah, so pretty much playoff teams are locked. They're locked. Just who's playing who. Yep. Yep, it's completely locked because you're three games out and there's only two games um, left. Yeah, so I did, I was doing the math. That actually, yep. honestly, it's kind of sad. In all my leagues, I'm like one game away from the playoffs. Yeah, even my dad's league, yeah. you're like right there. Um, your quarterback situation fucked you though in that league. But yeah, um, yeah so um, that's pretty standard. Uh, and after points against, it goes a coin flip. Also pretty standard. Um, so the first seed is going to get a first round by. The second seed is going to get a first round by. And then the first seed will always play the lowest remaining seed, and the second seed will play the highest remaining seed. That's standard every every league, um, how we've always done it. If a playoff game ends in a tie, the tie will be broken by the highest scoring started player and then the second highest scoring starting player. Um, so, yeah, pretty standard. Good luck. I mean, this shit's getting pretty crazy. I'm really excited to see what comes out of the Wally division. I don't know if I'll do this, but I read this on Reddit today, and I thought it was interesting. There was a Reddit post like, what weird rules do you guys have in your league? And one that stood out to me that was kind of interesting is first seed gets to pick their playoff path. So what happens is, is they get their first round by and then after their first round by, they get to choose what team they want to play against. Now, you could say, well, obviously they're going to go with the lowest seed, which is already the rule, but... They may look at the team's matchups and go, yeah, actually, I want to go play that guy. There is a strategy that even though the guy is a lower seed, you could be like, but he's got, you know. I'm thinking about doing it because there's, why not? I mean, you're already, first first seed's already playing the worst team every week. Honestly, it gives that first seed a little bit more of, uh, like, it's worth a little more. Yeah. And it's a little bit more, yeah, you get to buy it, but it's like, it could blow up in your face. You could be like, oh, uh, Oh, I could play DJ or I could play Reggie. Reggie is obviously the worst team, but DJ has some really bad matchups. Maybe I'll take the dice and and you you control your fate almost. Yeah. And it gives you like a home. My thing is like, you know, some leagues do home field advantage where it's like you get four points going into the week just because you're like the first seeded. That's kind of cheap to me. But like maybe we can make it fun like that, though, where it's like. First seed gets to pick who they play. play. Um, Because it's not really going to change anything. I don't know. Just bullshitting ideas for next season, maybe. Just to make things a little fun. I don't want to get too crazy. Most of the rules are locked in. But, you know, whatever. Um, League prizes. League winner receives 200. Second place receives 100. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. That was last year. Starting the 2022 season, all three division winners are going to win $50. That's their entry league fee back. Now, the trade-off is league winners not winning as much for how much we're paying, but I just think it's fair and more people are getting their investment back. Um, And it gives, again, it makes the division a little more... Enticing. I really like the idea of, you know, I know Kevin's a fan of two divisions. I like having three divisions with rivals because I feel like Tony's a rival. I know my dad feels like certain people in his division are rivals. And, you know... Me and Andy always fighting for that top spot. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, I know Kevin mentioned he doesn't feel like there's rivalries. (laughs) But I feel like in this fantasy league, there's enough rules and stuff here that really make these divisions worth fighting for and really important. Because if you come out the gate the first three weeks and lose, you're, that fucks your season oh, pretty yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. League winner receives 325 and a trophy. Um, second place will receive 100 bucks, And then uh, the missing $25 that's missing out of this math is going to that trophy. Um, any leftover cash, well, you'll get it too. I know my dad's trophy last year cost 22 bucks. 
Uh, I don't really like that one, so I'm going to try to find similar price pointed better ones. Better. Um, but From the guy who has that one. It's not bad. I like it. It's at my office. You know, I brag about it. And if you really, if you win the league and you really don't want the trophy, just tell me. I'll give you the whole money. But I know for me personally, I haven't won a league. I, granted, I took some time off, but, you know, my last one I won was almost nine, ten years ago now. And... I fucking love having that thing out, and I'm glad I have it because it reminds me. Oh yeah, I want, like it's proud. It's hard. I, was say, I, I think the trophy almost in the end of the day means more than the cash because the cash, like exactly, it that, comes and goes. Yeah, it comes and goes. But then you'll always, if you keep it, you will always have the trophy. Like oh yeah, I won that year. I won't do this because I know everybody will bitch. But if maybe I should have set the league like this, but then maybe it would have been hard. Like to me again, I don't play for money. I know my dad doesn't play for money. It sounds like you don't either. I would almost rather take that 50 bucks and get every year the league winner a nice $300 fucking trophy. To me, that's, that's way cooler yeah. than fucking the money. But obviously, no, I, I know most people would be like, hell no, give me the money. But again, I do this shit for memories. I like to see it when I won. It's a good accomplishment, like you said, to put in the office. And uh, yeah, well, good luck to everybody moving forward in the playoffs. Uh, now that it's 100% set in stone, good luck in your seating. Um, I'm really excited to see what happens, and I know the playoffs are going to be electric this year just based on the points that are being scored in this league consistently. Um, I have the purity circle that uh, Kevin wanted us to do. Uh, sorry, Kevin, for taking so long. Um, I still don't really get the point of this, to be honest, even as I'm I was doing say, it I feel like we should just wait until Kevin can uh, guest host. And, uh, and he can do, do it? Yeah. I don't think he can. He's in Utah. But uh, I know him and Alec are both coming to visit in December, so we'll see. Maybe we can get some exciting playoff <laughs> episodes out. Um, basically, I think the point of this is to show why JJ is actually the best team. I'm not really sure, but uh, we're going to go down the list here. Right. Uh, JJ beat Nick in week 9, 84 to 45. Nick then beat Reggie week 1, 108 to 86. Who then beat Rob week five, <laughs> 83 to 82. That one hurts. Yeah. Uh, damn, that really hurts. Uh, Rob beat DJ then week six, 71 to 69. DJ then beat Tony week four, 134 to 94. Tony beat Josh week six, 117 to 98. And then Josh beat Mike week one, 151 to 126. Uh, Mike then beat Andy week five, 160 to 108. Andy then beat me in week nine, 134 to 118. Uh, I beat Alec week 10, 128 to 80. And then Alec beat JJ to go full circle week six, 98 to 65. Week six is on here like four times. So week six was a crazy week, I guess. Um, Yeah, that's all I got as far as that stuff goes. Uh, Do you have anything you wanted to talk about this week? You haven't been off the last couple weeks? No, I think, uh, I think everything. Yeah. yeah. Again, uh, as I said, uh, beginning of this week, I was like doing all the math being like, is there a way? And I was like, nope. with DJ winning, you missed last week's podcast. Cause we, we talked about we talked this. About yeah. That, that. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think it's funny. Cause you go back to the, even just that one point loss to Reggie, how much that could oh, affect yeah. and just your chances. We, yeah, we you still have had, another week have to chance. You still would technically be in it. You know, I remember like week five, I was saying on the podcast, like, this is a huge, huge, like this week is a must win for, you know, Kevin was one of them. Yeah. And some of these, and it's like, I remember Alec was like dogging me and, but it's like, 
when you go through the divisions and you come out a certain way and then you're already a couple weeks into the mix of that that uh the other games it is that obvious sometimes i mean you could still make a push 100 percent if you yeah. do the right moves for sure but it, you know if you're a team that doesn't make a lot of moves and you're not sure what direction you want to go the writing is on the wall at that point because very rarely i guess dj is a good example he's kind of just sat on his team and hasn't done a lot of trades and it's worked out but it most of the time it's not yeah um and sometimes you know like i get a little too trade happy i'll be the first one to admit it um, cause like now that James Robinson trade is looking God awful, who knows what's Oof. going on with him. Yeah. Healthy scratch. We'll yeah. see. I think he'll start this week. If Mike, uh, Michael Carter's out. So it's funny cause I'm looking at this and, uh, fantasy pros has a standings, uh, all play standings. So all play standings basically just means, um, actually I'll read it right here. All play standings show what teams records would be if they played every team in the league each week. This removes some of the luck involved in traditional head-to-head schedules and gives a more accurate picture of what team's actual performances are. So basically, every single week, you're playing all 11 all teams. All 11 teams, yeah. So I'll just, just for fun, I would yeah. never do this in a real league, but just for fun, Mike would have Mike's record would be the best. Obviously. 109 yeah. wins and 23 losses. Yeah, makes sense. Josh would be 108 to 24, one less loss. I would then would be 104 to 28. Um, my dad would be 95 to 37. Toledo Tanks would be 91 to 41. Quite the drop off from the number two seed, which he currently sits in, I will add. Yeah. Um, and then six, which the, the, the round out the last playoff spot doesn't really change much. To, sorry. It's DJ still 68 to 60 with a 51%. Chance. I mean, I had some of those real dud weeks where I, I would have lost everyone. And then it goes you 52 to 80. Makes sense. Alec 40. It's crazy because that's even a decent drop off. Uh, Alec 45 to 87. Kevin 42 to 90. Uh, JJ 34 to 98. Nick, excuse me, 24 to 108. And Reggie 20 to 112. It's honestly kind of that's kind of fascinating to look at it and be like, even though as much as we say, like, you know, Tony got kind of lucky throughout the season. Playoff spots would have been basically the the same. same. It's just Tony would have been a little bit farther down in the seating. But this year has been very cut and dry. Yeah. As I say, for a little bit there, I I said it earlier on in one of our podcasts about the, uh, you know, like the guaranteed locks and then the guys that were fighting for that, like last couple playoff spots and then the people that were obviously tanking. And I kind of had nailed it down that it was going to be like DJ and I that were like the wild cards. And Alec yeah. was trying to fight there for a little bit, but uh, he didn't. No, he didn't. yeah, he was trying, he trying to. But then I think he just dropped off after a little bit. He did. I wanted to pull this up. Um, just league history here. Um, I don't know if your guys has done this, but for some reason it doesn't have uh, the right anything. It says 2020 league champs was my dad. That was actually Tony. 2021 was my dad, so I don't know what's going on with that. But anyways, I just want to give the all-time standings. All-time Black Swap Dynasty standings. Um, Tony sits in the first place. His cr- total career record is 30-9. and nine. Congrats to Tony. That's amazing, honestly. 30-9 and nine honestly, is impressive. That's, yeah. Um, and it's not even close. I mean, he, he has the number one points for two, so everything's kind of went his way as it should. Um, number two is my dad, 29-10. and 10. Also, really fucking good. One game out from Tony. 
Um, I like how it shows how many messages. Every message, yeah. <laughs> Look, my dad sent 2,800 messages. Compare that to Josh, who's only sent 13. Yeah. <laughs> you sent 6,000. Yeah, commission. I blame that on commission. I blame it's actually 7,000. Um, it shows my, how many transactions, too. My dad soon did 11. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my dad was sitting at 29 and 10. This is what's funny. This is why I always say DJ is the luckiest fantasy football player in our league. And it's not even just this season. It, this shows that it's actually just every year. He's sitting third at 26 and 13. He has 4,500 points for, which is actually one, two, three, four, five. He's really sixth place for total points scored, but he's sitting third place all time rankings. Um, and he's also sitting last place out of all teams points against. When I say last place, I mean he's the lowest scored player. He's barely been scored over 4,000. Second lowest. I can't even. It's not even close. It's 200 points more. It looks like Kevin. So that's crazy. DJ is incredibly lucky. Then you have Mike at 24 and 15. Also really good. Me at 22 and 17. Josh at 21 and 18. Kevin at 16 and 23. Rob 15 and 24. Alec 15, 24. JJ 14, 25. Nick. uh, Well, it would be your Nick and your dad's team. It's just going over team. So both. 14 and 25, and then Reggie finally on this list, 8 and 31. And coming as a surprise to absolutely no one probably in the league, I lead the league in transactions. Yes. By a decent Qu- amount. Quite a bit, almost uh, <laughs> 70. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, 50. Alex second yeah, place. Yeah, Alec so is. Right I, that one surprises me, actually. I thought I would be ahead of Alec in that. Um, um, and then, uh, as much as we give DJ crap, he's at 129 for transactions. It's uh, Josh. This year, though, I would say has been yeah. This year he hasn't, he hasn't really done, done much. much. He, this has been a low year for him compared to normal. Um, and we'll, 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 I'll do the rest of the stuff at the Honestly, end of the season. Kind of fascinating. Oh, you never looked at this? I never I, looked at yeah, it. Yeah, it's awesome. I've, I've talked about it in po- previous casts. Um, and then it saves every single year's playoff. Um, toilet bowl and seeds and every individual year's records too. It's really great. I love it. It just goes league setting, uh, league history. Um, so yeah, let's just uh, in this podcast here. We're at forty two minutes. No reason to go much longer here. Yeah. Let's just power through these last matches because they really don't matter outside of yeah. the ones we've talked about. Um, so week thirteen, Taylor's waddle into a ship ten and two versus Reggie's comeback season two and ten. Is it worth talking about? No, nope. not at all. So let's move forward. <laughs> Tony's Toledo Tanks sitting at 10 and 2 versus Nick's Sir Lancelot. Is it worth talking about? No, nope. not at all. Let's move on. Kevin's bye week 3 and 9 versus Alex. Team Miles Carrot, blah, blah, blah. Does it matter? No, nope. let's move on. Rob's Walker Seattle Ranger versus Dactical Newts. This one is interesting only because you guys actually are projected to have. Close a enough pretty, scores. A pretty close game. And this is this is a pride match for me, you know? I'm trying to... Trying to just show that you're not the old yeller sitting behind the <laughs> barn. You're going to go with the fight. Yeah. Okay. You're a pit bull, not a pussy-ass lab. <laughs> um, but it doesn't really matter. It so does. we're going to keep moving. <laughs> About the only reason why it would matter is me trying to ruin the draft pick that I traded away <laughs> to someone. It goes with points four. Oh, true. So. Well, that's not true. My dad is a playoff team, so... if. I mean, it doesn't matter. He's yeah. still going to be the third seed, probably. Um, he's sitting at nine and three. 
What are the other guys saying? As I say, it's honestly, you're right. And none of these games none really of these games matter. matter. I mean, some of them. Seeding, it goes by playoff seed. Or, I'm sorry, draft picks go for yeah. seeds for the. I mean, if I beat Andy, he might get a rougher route in the playoffs. Um, as you said, about the only one that really matters is uh, it's, it's DJ, DJ and Josh. And it's Josh. the only game that matters this week. And Mike and JJ. But, again. There's no way. <laughs> no offense, JJ. Knock on wood. There's no way JJ is going to beat Mike. So let's skip to the matchup of the week. It's DJ versus Josh. DJ's sitting at eight and four. Josh is sitting at nine and three. He's going to get Deshaun Watson back as of right now. I don't see DJ would really you trust switching. Deshaun his... Watson on. No, I hundred percent would not. And yeah. Houston's defense has been pretty. Pretty decently stingy against fantasy quarterbacks. I would not. He's going to do it because he said, fuck it. I don't trust Jared Goff either. Uh, <laughs> which, I really, is Jameson Williams back? Um, I think he's back yeah. this week or next week. That could be interesting against Jacksonville. I think that Jacksonville-Detroit game is going to be a shootout. I would I would play Goff. But um, <laughs> anyways, this is a good match. This is this a good is, game. Is. I don't think it's going to be close, but DJ has proved me wrong. I think last week he... What did the um, the report say? I think it said he, uh, yeah, overachiever. Last week, DJ overachieved their projection by 26%. He was projected 103 and ended at 130. That is the story of DJ's fucking year, to yeah. be honest with you. Um, Honestly. So um, I can't count out DJ because yeah. he's proved to me he. Watson has been a stud. I mean, he has some really good, about the only weakness is his second run at RB2. Yeah. He traded away Henry, so... And obviously, Brian Robinson never puts up 20 points a week, so we'll see if he can do that again. But DJ's team's boom or bust. Um, can Christian Watson do it against the Bears? I think that's the team he could do it against. But, um, yeah, I'm curious to see if, uh, if DJ, DJ puts pull- in DeAndre Carter. Yeah, see if DJ pulls off the upset. That could Dude, this would the be seedings. a fucking huge win. Yeah. I would almost go as far as saying it's because of the implications. This might be... Quite honestly, the biggest game of the year. Yeah. Out of all games. Now that we're kind of set, I mean, for my league, for my fight, I would have said last week's DJ's game was game of the year. Right. Just because I. Well, every. I I mean, at the time, it it could have been. Yeah. I'm not saying there hasn't been other games of the year, but now as we move forward and we progress, this is now the next biggest Mm -hmm. game of the year. And um, good luck to DJ. Good luck to Josh. Both these guys deserve it. Christian McCaffrey's hurt too, don't forget. Um, So we'll see what happens with him and how much he actually plays. I don't know. I'm picking Josh, but I don't say this like this is a ridiculous thing to worry about. I really can see DJ winning this despite this because he's done it. He's done Uh, it. You know what? Uh, Oh, Sorry, because I know we're actually tracking who we predict. I haven't, but I will As at I the end said, of the well, season. It doesn't really matter because we didn't do like any of the games this week. Well, it's obvious. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can real quick. Um, but we will. You know, I want to go. I want to go with the upset. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go DJ. This I is think. my upset too. I'm picking Josh, but my yeah. almost upset. We'll just go through it real, just so it's on record. I got me. Well, I don't pick me. I'm assuming you're picking me over Reggie. Yes. I think oh. we're both picking Tony over Nick. Yes. I'm picking Alec over Kevin. Yep. <laughs> um, I mean, actually, let me look at that one because that one could be sneaky. I don't think it's Russell good. Wilson's not going to get 16 points. Yeah, they've been projecting him like ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know why they haven't adjusted that. He's. <laughs> 
you see the uh, video where it looks like you almost said let's ride <laughs> to the guy as he was yelling at him i was trying to tune out everything about russell wilson hey I, I am uh as a seahawks fan i'm happy we got uh, the third pick now yeah no it worked out for you guys <laughs> fucking Pete carroll's a genius who you got in this matchup um i'm gonna go no i'm gonna go kevin i think lamar jackson i think kevin Honestly, I think the Kevin could pull up the upset. Okay. I got or, my dad on you. You can't go that one. I yeah. think we both got Mike on JJ. So yeah. that rounds it up. Pretty simple. Pretty good. Uh, just taking a peek at next week. It's about the same. It's about the same. There's only it's actually really worse. one. There's so, only one that could kind of decide things, but. The DJ just, and Mike would be the matchup. Yeah. It's just coming out of that division. We'll see. Depending on what happens, I might skip next week's podcast. And just start preparing for the next one that would matter because there's not really much to we'll talk just wait about. Until the playoffs and then talk about the playoff seedings. The only way that would change is if I'll do a podcast next week if uh DJ upsets Josh and Mike wins his matchup. And then That's we'll fair. we'll do it. But um I don't have much to say. We got a few weeks left on the season. It's been a blast. Um in the comments let me know what you guys think of the episode. Uh, the quarterback rule changes, the potential, maybe putting all our money towards a big trophy. I don't think you guys are going to want that. I just I just don't see it. But, you know, sure. I think it'd be cool. I guess the argument is, well, if you want a fucking big trophy, just take just that fucking money, money and, and buy a buy fucking big trophy. trophy. Yeah. Um, but all right, guys, thanks for stopping in, Rob, and filling in. Of uh, course. Everybody, good luck next week. Good luck for your draft pick tanking. And uh, I will see you on the flip side.